0: It's Saturday Story Circle with host Scott Mosher. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 3 Kit Baxter bounced along the sidewalk like a truant schoolgirl. It was starting to get late and the shops were beginning to close, but the streets yet teemed with life. The night was still cool, but the air was full of springtime and the promise of the days to come. Every stoop, porch, and open window buzzed with conversation. The folks in the old neighborhood had spent a long winter indoors, and they were clearly making up for lost time with their favorite game—gossip. Kit had grown up in this neighborhood, spent her entire life here, and she knew every family, every building. From some stoops voices called to her, hands waved as she passed. From others there were no such greetings. But Kit Baxter knew that every gathering had a new subject to discuss after she was gone. Her. How she was never around much any more. How her job as a chauffeur to the city's most notorious playboy kept her out until all hours. How she would never be able to settle down at this rate. Some would come to her defense, of course. They would point out that at least she was working, and that these days people had to take what they could get and be glad of it. It was, to be sure, a better occupation for a pretty young thing than her old job driving a cab. Kit made a decent living and she took care of her mother like a good girl. No one would deny any of that, of course. There were those who thought that Kit spent too much time with that 'er ne'er-do-well boss of hers to be any good. Still others thought she might carry a torch for the rich bird. But they wouldn't dare voice those thoughts too loud. Even among gossips there is such a thing as carrying matters too far. Besides, the fact that Kit kept her old apartment rather than moving into the servants' quarters at his Nibs' mansion seemed to prove there was nothing unusual between them. It was on this last point that the gossips on the front stoops were dead wrong. Kit smiled as she walked past, thinking how little they could possibly dream the truth. That her millionaire playboy boss was in fact the masked man of mystery known only as the Red Panda— that far from living a dissolute and directionless life spoiled by his massive family fortune, he had directed all of his energies into becoming crime's greatest foe and the honest citizen's greatest friend. And what the gaggle from the old neighborhood could never possibly guess was that she, Kit Baxter, whom they had known all her life, fought at his side as that fearless fighting female, the Flying Squirrel, that the two of them together, though still branded as outlaws, had done more real good for the city and the most desperate of its people than most could ever hope to do in a hundred lifetimes. Kit Baxter bit her lip a little as she thought of it. Thought of him. The old girls on the porches were right about that much. But she kept her feelings under wraps as much as possible, and so far her boss didn't seem to have noticed. Times like this, when she had a rare evening off and was in no danger of being close enough to him to make a slip, were the only times she really let herself think about it. "'and that was what put the skip in Kit Baxter's step "'as she made her way home from the pictures. "'The situation might be completely impossible, "'but they shared both a secret and a life of adventure. "'And she was the only person who really knew him, "'not the ridiculous mask of a man that he pretended to be. "'That was more than she ought to have been able to hope for, "'and it would have to do.' "'Kit wore an oversized tweed cap with a shock of red hair "'pushed up into it without a great deal of care,' She wore pants and a long coat with her hands pushed into the pockets, but the figure that she cut was anything but mannish. She tried to buy an apple from a greengrocer that was packing up for the evening, but he refused to take her money. He only smiled and held his own cap over his heart with a pantomime sigh and a quick glance over his shoulder to make sure that his wife hadn't seen the gesture. Kit laughed and pocketed the apple as she took the steps of her building two at a time. She was almost at the front door, when she heard the Newsy's voice crying from down the block, Ex day X-day, Empire Bank heist, nets untold fortune! And then another from the opposite direction, Chronicle Extra, police baffled by Empire Bank caper! And then still more from everywhere, their voices too far away to be distinct, but their urgency was unmistakable. Soon there would be a paper amongst every cluster of neighbors on every stoop. Kit Baxter preferred to hear it from the horse's mouth. She threw the main door of her building open and raced up the three flights to her apartment. She locked the door behind her and turned the radio on softly, just enough that it might seem like there was someone there should anyone be listening, but not enough to attract attention should she not return to shut it off for several days. Like a flash, she was at the far end of the apartment, sliding open the window in the little sitting room at the end of a narrow hall. The fire escape was on the other side of the building, and a quick glance confirmed there were no eyes on her. She stepped out onto the narrow ledge and slid the window closed behind her. The jump to the rooftop next door was only a few feet across a very narrow alleyway, but even three flights up it was more than enough to give most people pause. Kit Baxter was not most people. She hopped the gap and raced over two rooftops before she reached the next gap. This was a similar jump onto an escape ladder that hung from the building at the end of the street. Kit made the leap easily, secure in the cover of darkness, as little light from the street lamps spilled this high. She climbed the escape ladder up two stories until she reached another window, which she slid open and shimmied through in seconds flat. She found herself in a long, narrow hallway of offices, none of which appeared to have been rented in many a day. At the end of the hallway was a door that read, T. Conroy, Investments. The door did not appear to have been touched in months, and Kit did not disturb the doorknob now. She opened a panel beside the door, which would never have been visible to one who did not know it was there, and turned a key in a sophisticated mechanism which seemed completely out of place in these surroundings. Suddenly, silently, the entire door frame slid back into the wall itself, just far enough and long enough for Kit's slender form to slip through before the mechanism swung shut behind her. A touch of another panel revealed the object that had set her on this wild chase above the streets. The entrance of a long, clear tube constructed of an unknown material of extraordinary resilience. It ran from floor to ceiling and was easily three feet wide. She touched the smooth, cold surface, and a section of the wall of the tube opened up to admit her. Just before the panel in the office wall closed behind her, plunging the hidden tube into darkness, the floor opened up beneath her feet and Kit Baxter disappeared in an instant. She tried at first to contain her cries of delight at the ride. There were few people in the world who could stomach speeding through the darkness beneath the city in a giant pneumatic tube riding a carefully engineered tide of compressed air at tremendous velocity. There were even fewer people who would find it fun. The burbles of wild laughter that escaped the girl's lips as she rode made it clear that she was the exception. She braced herself momentarily, knowing there was a jarring bump ahead where this new section of tube joined the main downtown line. He had been apologetic about it, of course, but getting such a thing built in the first place was a major undertaking, to say nothing of the dozens of workmen whose memories he had to alter through hypnosis. She wasn't about to complain. He had said that he wanted to build an entrance to their top-secret underground lair that was closer to her home, so that she could lead a slightly more normal life to take more time away. But she knew the truth. He built the tube to bring her back to him faster. She felt the pressure slacken, the rolling tide of air gathering at her feet to slow her approach and knew that she was almost there. Her feet touched solid ground and with one motion she threw the tube open and raced down the five steps from the platform. She was in a large room, deep underground and illuminated from high above. There were a half-dozen identical tubes around the walls and dozens more extraordinary devices unknown to the scientific world at large. Each was remarkable and worthy of study, but Kit Baxter had seen them all in action, and of all the remarkable sights before her, she only had eyes for one. He sat in an old wooden chair that he had pulled into the center of the room, with his left leg crossed over his right. His face was hidden by a special edition of the Toronto Chronicle with a headline that blazed in oversized letters... Empire Bank robbed. She almost tripped over her feet as she came to a sudden halt. A corner of the newspaper peeled back to reveal a red mask and a wry smile. What kept you? The red panda asked. Addison is on the air. Do you love old time radio? Yes! You know absolutely nothing about old time radio. So oh, yes, then Madison on the air is for you. Follow Madison, a modern-day makeup influencer, as she zaps back into the golden age of radio. Every episode is standalone with a wide variety of genres to choose from, like detective noir, you put the dick in private dick, superheroes. So I am in the body of the Green Hornet. Westerns, saloon fight. Now this is a western. Sci-fi, dude. Martian's got a freaking heat ray. Plus classic characters. Toto, oh, I gotta get that dog into an obedience class. Really dig in Dracula's OG goth style. <gasps> what if I killed freaking Sherlock Holmes? And many more. Actual old-time radio scripts adapted. It's like if the MST3K Riff Tracks guys were in the movies they riff. Start at the beginning or jump around to any title that grabs you. New episodes premiere the first of every month. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.